You like my new setup? See this? I changed my desk around. You can see a lot more of the uh, the space. Yeah, you can see a lot more plants. Yeah. You look like you're almost like in a jungle. Well, Scott, and with your hair and stuff, you kind of look like Tarzan, so. Did Tarzan put his hair up? Yeah. With like what? Like some some vines? Yeah, little little twigs. Like soft, you know, and tie it up. Gotta get it out of your face every now and then. I'm sure even, even Tarzan, you know, doesn't want to be, you know, messing around with, you know, wild hair. Scotty, I, I want to say uh, one thing to you. Okay. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> it is top of the morning to you. Top of the afternoon to you, sir. How um nice. how how have you been celebrating your your ancestral day? I uh, am yeah, drinking out of this green cup. Uh and I've been feeling kind of lucky today. So. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's what it's all about, right? That's it. It is what it's all about. That's I'm wearing right. I'm wearing black, but underneath I've got a little bit of dark green T-shirt, and I'm drinking my Guinness. I've got a couple of Guinness. I've got some Murphys in there, so it's going to be a wild Ooh. night. Yeah, you gotta have a little Murphys. A Guinness is my go-to Absolutely. beer. You know, it's it's fantastic, but but on on the special occasion, you gotta mix in a little bit of Murphys, and and what better day than today of all days um we yeah, are coming I, uh, yeah good if i remember correctly this time last year we did a saint patrick's day episode and that was when we debuted pepper the ginger is that right yeah a year ago that's a good memory scott you know we take we've taken some hiatuses along the way but we've been going going at this pretty uh for a while for a long time now pretty for a yes, while for a long time now that's what I, that's what i said and that is the, you know, that's that's the type of stuff that our viewers have <laughs> come to expect. Haven't gotten any better at it. Um, so that's good. Well, Scott, um, I would love to sit here and talk to you about leprechauns and shamrocks and Seamus and all kind of hornswoggle, all kinds of great Irish themed things. Um, but I have I've just had a roller coaster of a week, man. And I don't really know where to start. Uh, so we're coming to you today on uh, March 17th, about 5 p.m. Eastern. And I feel the need to say that because things have been changing so quickly since we were last with you, listener slash viewer. Um, Tom Brady coming back to the NFL, which we haven't even had a chance to talk about yet, Scotty, feels like no. a month ago. Um, it but feels it, like a month ago. I but agree. in fact, it was just this last Sunday. Um I don't really know where to start. There's so much NFL stuff to talk about. I think we should not start there. I think we should. I would love a little bit of a baseball update because there's a huge update there too. And we'll also talk about, we'll also talk about, we'll revisit some of the broadcasting uh, changes, even though that's the smallest thing on our radar right now. But, But there have been some announcements there. So we'll talk a little bit of baseball first, get into the broadcast stuff. And then um, we'll we'll dive right into this NFL goodness. Does that sound good to you? That sounds perfect. All right. Well, baseball, Scotty. I, well, you're the update king here, so I will let you so, just take the take the reins. So, literally the next day after our last episode, when I said, "Oh, it's not happening anytime soon," they all of a sudden 
removed all the barriers. They reached an agreement. Baseball's back. We got free agents signing. We got pitchers and catchers, and the entire team is actually down in the spring training now. P's and C's. Uh, put... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they got they got everybody. So the boys are back. The boys of summer, and uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season. They've already, there's already been been some big. Uh, you know, free agent signings and some some trades and so so sorry. No, are, when will the before you get into that? When will the season start? Uh, April twelfth will be opening day for for everybody. So do, do we really actually lose only, any games? We lost we lost six six games per team. So Perfect. I don't know however many hundred hundred that is, but two series for each team. Now because of the schedule though, and the, the way that they were able to. Uh, they were able to, you know, basically reach an agreement in time. They're going to be able to reschedule those canceled games throughout the season. So they're actually aren't going to lose any games. They're still going to be 161 games, you know, season, but they're going to, you know, they're going to readjust the schedule and pepper the lost games in there. So um, they ended up making it work. Got to get that money, you know? Who would have thought that they would actually. Yeah. Big, big changes. And, you know, with the, with the agreement. Yeah. The expanded playoffs, you know, is 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 a thing now. Tell me more. So now every every division winner obviously makes the playoffs, and then there's going to be three more teams that are going to make it, and there there's not going to be a first round bye situation like that. But every division winner gets a one game lead in the series. So basically, they start one game up, and then the 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 wild card teams basically have to you know, win three out of four or whatever, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be funky. It's going to be real what? funky, but that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to wow. be wild. So there, uh, that's, I don't like that, but it's not up to me. <laughs> not up to you. They wanted to do something. They wanted to do something to uh, spice it up. The other big, big, like fundamentally crucial rule change that they are that they that they did um was to basically ban the shift so you know they for did those that? Of you who aren't they did that so what now so for, those, for those of you who are not you know big baseball you know technicians here a lot of times when a left-handed hitter gets up the bat primarily this is when you really see it a left-handed hitter gets up the bat there's like a there's like a 80% chance that the ball is going to go in between second base and first base. So what the defense typically does is they'll bring the shortstop all the way around on the other side of second base, and they load up three infielders in between that path where the ball is probably going to go, which is great defensive strategy. It's, it's incredibly successful, but it's really boring to watch because, you know, the left-handed hitters just hit it right to the infielders. And so by baiting that now, you're going to see a lot more base hits. You're going to see a lot more, um, a lot more hitters just try to, you know, slap it in there and 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 uh, get on base. So you're going to see more offense now because that shift was banned. Uh, and also the the designated hitter is now available in the National League. So we're not going to see situations where you know pitchers are going to be um, hitting anymore in the National League. Which I that's a tough one for me. So, but you know they're all doing this to to modernize the sport and make make things a little bit more entertaining because offense offense is generally a little bit more exciting than good defense and good pitching. So, are they uh, are they going to allow teams to to like Otani? I'm thinking about Otani. 
are they going to, could the angels let him do both or he's not allowed to do both? Uh, Otani's been doing both. I mean, they're basically the American league. That's where the angels are. And he's been, you know, he's been the designated hitter on days that he's not pitching. And then when he does pitch, he still hits. Um, oh, that's what know, I meant. I, I totally didn't forget that the Angels were in the American League, and uh, that wasn't an issue. So now the National, now the National League has the same luxury, so to speak. But you know, it, but but you've already you've already seen teams now basically have to adjust their rosters because now that that really changes your roster composition um, by adding the DH. So you you've got a situation now where you have a permanent hitting spot that you didn't have before. You don't need some of those. Utility guys, you don't need like some of the guys that you know, um, you know, on on your actual twenty five man roster. Rather than having you know someone that can play really good defense in the infield, maybe you use them to pinch hit. You're not really going to have pinch hit situations as much, you know, because you're not you know running through the pitcher spot every three innings. So you know, rather than having a guy that's really good on you know can play three different positions in the infield, and you can always kind of sub them in and flex you know that that roster management throughout the game. Now you're going to sign a dude that's got a big bat and can't do anything else. You know what I mean? So Matt that's, Stairs. That's, yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's and so teams are starting to adjust to that now to, um, you know, to be able to have a roster that is conducive for the new rule change. So I'll tell you what, I won't complain too much about them trying to make the game more exciting because hell, if it were up to me, I'd have ball pits in the outfield. So I mean. Uh, but I will say that there is a little bit of that magic that is is gone. I mean, you, you got to make some compromises, right? Um, pitcher, you know, seeing uh, uh, what's his name, um, Giants pitcher, really good. Uh, used to have long Bumgarner. To see him get up there and, and like hit smacking home runs and stuff is so cool to see. But that won't happen anymore. Um, also, the shift—that's crazy. I mean, it's like a weird. It's a it's a weird line between. You know, do you let the teams just do what they need to do to try to win the game? I mean, they're they're just all they're doing. They're not try. They don't really care about. They shouldn't care about ratings. They shouldn't care about how how much the fans are enjoying themselves. They're there to coach and to play and to win games. So, the sh- like you said, shift was incredibly influential in and in, in helping teams do that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that that happens. I'm hoping that it actually is more entertaining because. If if every if any time I turn a game on, well I don't know. Now I'm thinking about this. Sorry, sorry. I, I in my head I got off on a tangent thinking, does this solve my May baseball's boring as shit conundrum? I don't think it necessarily does. I, I think that I think that once you I think that this will make the games that I will watch even more exciting, or you know even more just active, and there's a lot more offense, whatever. I think that that what I personally want, aside from a shorter season, which I'm not getting and I don't expect to get, um, I just want less home runs and more. I don't want small ball, but I want I do want more activity. I want more singles and doubles. I want more stuff happening in any given inning, uh, which this will theoretically do. So I guess I can't complain too much. But you know the 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 pitchers not be not not being able to hit, and then what was the th- what was the other one? Um, the other change. The playoffs. Oh, the playoffs. I wasn't going to talk about the playoffs. That playoff rule oh. is weird because to just go into a series and say, you know, you have you're already down one. Are they are they, are they five game series and you're down one? 
I, I, I have to, I believe so. I have to double check, um, but I believe that they're still best of five in the first round. And so you're already down to games. So you got to win, th- what, three out of four. <laughs> that, to, seems, that seems crazy. That's why you got to win the division. That's oh, the way it was. I, that, but, that, but see, that's the, that's the way it was in the past. That's why they do this. They, they gave such an advantage of a division winner because in baseball, you know, you can win 100 games. You know, the second place team in your division wins 80. That's a huge difference. But then you play a best of five series and it's like, ah, okay, well, it can, anything can happen. You know what I mean? So there really isn't a whole lot of advantage of, you know, really building up your, you know, building up a good team that has sustained success, you know, throughout the entire season. And then, okay, great. You lose in three games and you sit. Now at least having this game advantage really helps motivate teams to win the division versus just get in the playoffs. I don't you know? know. I mean, that, that that's the only – baseball seems to be the only sport that is taking it that seriously. I mean, everywhere else where you have a series, I mean, it's it's an even playing field. And other every other sport, it's, it's like it's, you know, the NFL is a one and done. We're literally – March Madness started today. Like you play all season. You try to win your conference. But then like you're just playing a one and done tournament where anything can happen. It's crazy. It's so different, though, in that each each like the biggest difference between like the NBA playoffs, for example, and and Major League Baseball or in NHL to any really type of series is that because of the sport of baseball, the way it is, the way the game's played, each game is truly a different game because you have different starting pitchers. You have, you know, you, your lineups are different, you know, like it, it, the pitching is probably the biggest impact, though. Where you might have an ace in game one, and that guy is going to get you that win. Game two and three, if you're, you know, if your your rotation's not strong, it's two. It's completely different games. Whereas in basketball and in hockey, I mean, you have your starting players, you have your lines, you have your shifts, you have your subs. Like it's the same. It's the same elements into each game. And so best of seven, okay, hey, whatever happens. But in baseball, you really can get impacted by the different dynamics. So having like a one game advantage is is pretty huge. You know what I mean? And and that. And winning the division back then, that's how that's how you got to the playoffs, you know, before these rule changes. So they're still trying to reward, you know, they're still trying to reward those division winners. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Now, there are some of these things. I don't know exactly what. I was trying to look it up. Some of these rules aren't going to go into effect until the 2023 season. Some are going to go into effect right away. And I think the ones right away are the DH and the expanded playoffs. I think the shift might not be till next season, but it was agreed upon. So. Hmm. We'll oh, so you said other teams are making moves now. I know, I know of three. Well, sorry, I know of two, and I know of one one significant injury, which is pretty substantial for my team. Um, which is, I guess I'll just start with Tatis fractured his wrist. I believe was that a motorcycle accident? That's really upsetting. Yeah, some type of an accident. Did you see that yeah. when a reporter asked him? Um, like something about like, did you hurt your, you know, was it, was it the motorcycle crash? <laughs> his, his initial like gut response was which one, which is <laughs> 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 not a good sign. Um, not a good sign. But he's out three months. That's not good. What else has been going on? Who other big, big moves? Well, um, Freddie Freeman signed a huge deal with the Dodgers. So he was the Braves first baseman. Um, and that was pretty, pretty significant. Um, uh, I think he signed, yeah, six-year, $162 million deal. I hate the Dodgers. Um, I know. I like um, the Yankees. Just F you money. Just, okay. Well. 
Yeah, they, they can not, they can they can not, afford to to sign someone to a horrible deal and have that player never barely even play or crazy things going. I'm just thinking about the Trevor Bauer situation. Are they paying him like thirty five million dollars a year or something like that to not even play? And it's like a drop in the bucket. It's like nothing. It's it's because they've just got so much money. Yeah, it's something crazy. That's that's for sure. I, I don't I don't quite understand it. Kyle Schwarber signed with the Phillies. Schwabes. Yeah. yeah, so that's be kind of cool. Chris Bryant, he signed a big deal with the Rockies, like a seven-year contract and oh, it's been yeah. a few other ones. But, yeah, crazy. You know, Major League Baseball, all that money is guaranteed. All, all of it? Guaranteed. All of it. Guaranteed wow. contracts. Yeah, that's that's that like like whoever you know the the negotiators were. This this that is not a new thing. It's been pretty. It's been well established. Like whoever got that deal in the uh, the collective bargaining agreement where it's guaranteed contracts, they 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 did their players a solid because there's been some serious situations where you know you sign someone to a big money deal and like halfway through the contract they get hurt or they're not playing well and you want to release them and you can release them but you still got to pay them. You know mm-hmm. so. It's a while, whereas in the NFL in particular, you can you can. That's why they always report on the contracts with guaranteed money or not, which you know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a salary cap sport, you can you have to get kind of you have to get creative with your money, so it's not all that surprising that you see that in other sports. But well, hey, baseball's back. I'm I, I'll uh, in a couple months. I'll get excited about it, and uh, until then, you can just let me know what's happening. <laughs> Well, I'll start watching when Tatis comes back. <laughs> That'll be about the time. Hey, at least that's pre All Star break, I think. So I'm ahead of the I'm ahead of the curve. It's a possibility. Oh gosh, they'll be yeah, out. They'll be out. They'll be out of everything by then. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well. Um, all right. Transition. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are now the new faces of ESPN's broadcast of Monday Night Football. Do There's you care, Scotty? I care, and this is the best news ever. Wait, you I like honestly, this? I love this move. I love this move. You and hate Joe Buck. I know, and that's that's why I love it. I love it because Monday Night Football is probably the like I watch it the least. Like Sunday, like Sunday on what? Fox, you know, prime time. But most, let's be honest. Recently, the last few years, Monday Night Football typically like it doesn't have. They're not good matchups. You know, they're not like, you know, if I have a fantasy player playing, I'll probably watch it. But it's not a team. I don't – I'm done. I'm I'm watching Sunday Red Zone. I'm watching Thursday Night Football. But by Monday night, if it's like the, you know, the, the Dolphins against the Jets on Monday mm. Night Football, I'm not watching that. And that's what those games – now, get it, granted, if it's a primetime, you know, Sunday Night Football marquee-esque type of a game – you best believe I'm going to be watching it, or if it's my own team, of course. You too, best but believe. Best believe. But Taking like, you, you know, to church. Gonna... Yeah, right. You know, this is the uh, uh, you know Giants Rams game on Monday Night Football. I don't really care to watch it. So let Joe Buck and Troy Aikman call that game because guess what? They got that one game. They'll get one playoff game now. They don't do Super Bowls. They're not part of the Super Bowl rotation. So. My Joe Buck days are, you know, kind of behind me when it comes to the NFL, and I just have to endure him for for baseball because I'm sure he's still with Fox for other sports, isn't he? Uh, I don't think so. I think his last. Or is he like? I think he's done. I think his last thing on Fox, he's doing uh, like a mass singer or something. 
Outstanding. Um, well, I, if that's the case, the only the only concern then, the only way that this could be a bad thing for me is if Joe Buck starts to do all the ESPN things. Like if he's doing like more college football or if he's doing like, you know, NBA games or Scott, something crazy like You better hope that Chris Fowler doesn't retire. <sighs> college game day? Oh man. Oh, Joe, Joe Buck, Buck on college game day? <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, Scotty, I think I have to disagree with you a little bit because if there were one place in terms of NFL that you'd want Joe Buck, it'd be Thursday Night Football. It's hard to even find those games. They're all on the NFL Network, they're on Amazon, whatever. Thursday Night Football, I rarely watch Thursday Night Football. Those are the games that are like the, the crappy divisional matchups that's like your you know, your Panthers and Falcons. Like that's a Thursday night football extravaganza. Like, and I'm not watching it at all unless I've got some fantasy players. And even then, like, I'm not, I'm not going to have any fantasy players. So I don't know the, the, what, where I will agree with you though, is on Monday night football, you will always have the Manning cast. So you can just watch the Manning cast. So you have an alternative. So, so really you are, this is the best solution because you can watch every single night regardless of matchup, and have somewhere that you can avoid Joe Buck. So congratulations to you, Scotty. You won this round. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll see what happens on Sunday Night Football. That's the big one for me. Well, well who, who, who would you – well, if it's NBC, Tariqo's around, right? I would love – well, you talked about this before. I love Tariqo, but we don't know what they're going to do. I know Al Michaels, is, his contract was up, so who knows where he's going to go. And probably Collinsworth will stick around, which, you know, I've been able to live with him for a while. But, you know. We'll see. Yeah. But at least it won't be Joe Buck. So it won't be Joe Buck. Very good. All right, Scotty. Um, let's let's move to the NFL now. We've wasted enough time on those other those other puny sports. No, wait, no. No. Scotty, which round of March Madness do you do you enjoy the most? You don't watch any of it, do you? I have it on right now. I would. I would just lost to Richmond. They so, actually lost. Yeah, they did. Lost oh. sixty-seven to sixty-three. Well, that's that's it. And don't you love that? Don't you just love it? You, you freaking Brackets put a bracket. I mean, it's done. It's done. I can't. Every year this happens to me. Did I think you have I had, them going far? I think I had them in the. I think I had them in the final four. They were pretty hot winning the Big Ten uh, championship, and they. Just lost in the first game. So that five twelve seed is always. There's always I don't want to hear two. it. I don't want to hear it, Scotty. That's it's just a, it's a, it's a coincidence. No, no one can. It's it's no no, no 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 no. Every year, every year, and you can probably stat this and look it up. But every year, at least two out of the four five seeds get eliminated to the twelve seed. It's one. It's one of them. It's not two. There's only one. There's four. There's four. No, I know. It's, every year, it's usually one, not two. I think at least two lose, but yeah, definitely one. Every year, one loses for sure. That 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 matchup is always a trap matchup. There, we don't know which one or which two, but it's going to happen. And it was a highlight this year. So. I got to tell you, Big Ten. Aside from Michigan, a couple of years, the ten years ago. The Big Ten sucks about they can they 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 can't they they will never win anything important in in college basketball. They just think they, they, no. they fold. Purdue has been good for a decade. 
They've been like a three, four, five seed every single season, and they lose in like the sweet. Not the only thing they make it to the sweet sixteen. It's so frustrating. I mean, I don't really care that much. But when I'm putting my bracket in, I'm like, okay, yeah, Purdue. Okay, they're a, th- a three seed. Okay, let's roll with them. Let's sh- let's let's shake the dice, you know, and stir the rice. So like, every time Iowa, screw you guys, Hawkeyes, get out of here. Go Richmond. Go Spiders. Gosh, I'm so pissed. Richmond Spider. Well, to answer your question, I would say my favorite round of March Madness is. Depending on how granular you want to get here, but I would say the weekend games of the first round, like the first weekend. So like Saturday, so round two. After so round two. So like round two to me is my favorite because you know, hey, you got these fluke teams that maybe you upset a giant, just like Richmond did with with Iowa. Not that I call them the giant necessarily, but Richmond beating whoever they might, whoever they play would play next, and actually making it to the Sweet Sixteen. That's when the Cinderella story start to happen. So that's what I think is a little bit more entertaining is Saturday, Sunday games of the, of the opening weekend. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Cinderella story. You know, you know, in the, I'll stick with the traditional Disney version because I know there are other shades, you know, she humble beginnings to to put it lightly. And, you know, she goes through, through some, through some uh, rough times and then ends up with the Prince and she rides off into the sunset, happily ever after. To be a Cinderella, do you don't you need to win the whole thing? No. Okay, tell me why. Because it's so hard to win the whole thing. In order to be a Cinderella, you have to reach an unachievable milestone. You know what I mean? Like our seeming well, seemingly, but now, but you, that word seemingly is now a matter of perception. It's subjective. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let me let me clarify that. In order to be considered a true Cinderella, like a like a like a game changing Cinderella, you got to make the final four. If you make the final four, then then you've achieved Cinderella status. After that, you can't win. Listen, the probably the most famous Cinderella. Well, really, I would say there's two. Two most famous Cinderellas. One would be Gonzaga, who literally became known as a basketball school after they went to the final four as just this unknown, like who the heck is Gonzaga? And they did it. And they just became a powerhouse ever since. The other Cinderella that's probably the most memorable, at least for me, is George Mason that did it back in like, I don't know, 2006 or so, 2005, where they were like this, you know, 15th or 12th seed or whatever. And they just went all the way to the final four. I think they got their butts kicked and Duke ended up winning the, winning the, the championship that year or something like that. But like that was a huge deal for them. So didn't you getting see, to the final four? Didn't you? Sorry, can you interrupt? Didn't UCLA just last year go as like an eleven seed? She they went to the final four. No, no, no. But see, that's different. That's different. See, what do you mean? Cinderella, uh, Cinderella, the Cinderellas aren't. It's not just about your seed. It's about the school, the institution. Like that. Like that is that is how you really is a Cinderella. Like wait if you're, a minute. I don't know about UCLA. UCLA, Kevin. UCLA has won multiple national championships in in, in the past. They were like dominant team in the seventies. Like they're not like this. Un, like what makes a Cinderella? Bad example. Like, bad example. Bad example. Bad example. But but what? But what if it was like rags to riches? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Rags to riches. Well, well, hold on a minute. I'm talking like what about like Wisconsin? Wisconsin's never won anything in basketball. If Wisconsin, yes, they, have. they have. What have they won? Oh, he's. I'm going to read the internet. Yeah, they, 
I'll wait. It's fine. Oh, keep talking? You want me to just keep, like, okay. I, I'll, what I would say is, and I, I've got no dog in this fight. I don't really give a shit. But, but I'm just, I was just wondering, if you, don't, if you don't come out on top like Cinderella does, how can you be a Cinderella? You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to come away with something. You need to have some hardware. I understand. Okay, so first off, real quick, Wisconsin has been to the Final Four four times, most recently in 2014 and 2015. They came in second place in 2015, so they won the Final Four, and they won a national championship in 1941. Okay, thank you. Again, bad example, but you know what I'm saying. You you know what I'm saying, like like in Arkansas. You're telling me it needs to be a uh, non-Power 5 school to be a center. You cannot... What if it's yeah. Washington State? It's Washington State. I don't know. It's what, the, what, about, what about Boise? You know, like, like, nobody? Like, that, that doesn't seem fair. Like Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt went to the, final, to the championship game, you're telling me that wouldn't be – and they were, they, were like a, they were in a double-digit seed. You, that's not a Cinderella? Mm-mm. No, because they – look, the, the thing about these, these non-Power 5 teams is that if they didn't win their conference championship, they weren't even going to be considered. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, like, like it's, 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 it's a true rags to riches type of a thing where you get an 11 seed UCLA, they probably have won 20 games. You know what I mean? They probably, like, they're probably a decent team. They're probably ranked in the top 25 at some point this season. Like, they're, they're like good, they're a good team that, like, you know, hey, who knows what, maybe they can make some noise. They got into the tournament. You got, you get these smaller schools, like, like a Richmond or whatever that wouldn't, have wouldn't see the time of day if they didn't have an automatic bid into the tournament. So those schools making it far, beating some of these big giants, beating a UCLA or beating Wisconsin, that's what makes them a Cinderella team. I think that the only the only real Cinderella there can be is looking at the lifetime of a program going from being a D2 no to, to no athletics or no basketball team to in like a D two school or D three school, start starting a program, moving up to D two, then to D one, and then doing doing well, and then winning a championship. That's the only way. Like lifetime. If you're talking about school, if you're talking about school and prestige level, because that's what you're talking about, then that that's the only way you can actually have a true Cinderella that you came from rags and now you have riches. I don't know why you have this strict Cinderella purity test here, but I don't know why you do. I don't. Oh yes, you do. It can't, it can't be a power five, a power five program. And it, it, you can't be a, a, a higher seed. You can't have any, you can't have any historical success. You have more criteria than I do. No, that's not true. That's totally true. You said they have to start in D2. I'm, I'm not, not saying asking. anything. I'm not making about, any claims. You're talking about basically like the cool runnings of basketball. Teams, yes. You know, where they just like, yeah, like they have to, and then they, then they make it to the final four and win the championship. Then over a decade, over a long period of time. Yeah. What's wrong all with right. that? Oh, all right. You done with uh, this? Well, I just think that'll never happen. And it probably has never happened before. And you would just, would just ruin the concept of a Cinderella story. By, That's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, I, I want a Pinocchio story. There should be more Pinocchios. Fraud teams like Providence. Fraud. Well, if you want to, if you want to talk about fraud teams, we can get into the football and talk about your brownies. But oh, okay. 
transition. Do you want to uh, do free agents and then talk about the Browns? Because I don't think I'll be able to recover once we get once we go there. Do, let's do free agents first. Okay. Here's how we're going to do this. We're going to go by position. We're going to go up a bit. So a lot, lot of things have happened. We're going to go by position group and just talk about the big things that have happened. We won't go into everything because, you know, you guys are all – you guys figure it out. Um, but the, 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 the non-free agent stuff necessarily is, as we mentioned, Tom Brady is back, came out of retirement after 40 days, and he is here once again. We're going to do quarterbacks first. So that's okay. That's where everybody else starts, so why wouldn't we? Um, I, I didn't expect it. I thought he was actually done. And I'm totally okay with him coming back. It makes complete sense for him. He's still in good shape. It's before any of the off-season training would happen, so it's not like he's behind the curve. He, he, the, the Bucks were more than happy to take him back. It's not like they were making any other plans to do anything otherwise. Um, and, and his division's really weak. It's like a cakewalk division. They've got, they've got nobody. I mean, the Saints, Carolina, and Atlanta, I, there's, 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 nobody, there's no real contender there. I actually think if 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 the Bucks were to this would never happen. But let's say they got Jameis back, and and they could with the roster they have, they could still possibly win that division. So, what do you do? You have any thoughts on Brady coming back? Tom Brady is like the annoying friend at a party that like finally left, and then everyone's like, okay, cool, now we can actually like get the party started, and then he's like. Oh hey, I forgot my coat, and then like he shows back up again. He's like, "Well, you know, I can stay a little bit longer." And you're like, uh, like, like oh, "That is that is that is." Oh, my ride actually doesn't show up for another hour. <laughs> yeah, and like you were ready, you were so ready and excited to like, all right, let's all right, let's the party's turned around, and then he comes right back, and you're like, "Oh crap, we have can't talk crap on him anymore." But you know what? Here he is. And... You know what feeling I've been having though? I've been having that feeling ever since he re- he announced he's coming back. I've been thinking, you know, he might, he, he is that friend. Um, but, you know, there will be a day when you go to invite people over and you're like, well, these people moved away. I don't really care for that person anymore. Like, who do I have left? Like, I can't even, I can't even invite Tom because he's gone. Like, he's, he's out of here. It's like, I, I wish I had, I just, I'm just saying, I wish I had appreciated Tom, even though he was annoying and he's kind of a pill. But he was just an extra person. You know, he's just somebody that we had around. It's like nostalgia. And that's gone now. Forever gone. Didn't appreciate it while we had it. All we did is ridicule him. Well, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And he wasn't gone long enough. So, Fair enough. Need, so, so you're need, saying need after a season? Time. After a season. And let's say the Bucks are horrible. And, and uh, it's, it's March 2023. Brady's like, you know what? I just talked to my doctor, physical checked out. I'm coming back, baby. Healthy as an ox. Would you would you be excited more excited then? It's impossible to say for sure, no. but you just said you just said he wasn't gone long enough. How long would he need to be gone for for you to be excited that he comes back? I would never be excited for him to come back. I need him to be gone and I I I'm 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 looking forward to the day where I can reminisce about how great Tom Brady was. I'm like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have like, really appreciated what was going on at the time. I want that to happen. That's what I want. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the point where I can reflect and appreciate it because I don't now. In fact, in fact, I don't even more now because the Bengals have to play the Buccaneers. Like, the Bengals play the Bucks in that random like, week 17. Oh, wow. like, that's who we drew on that. And that 
sucks. It was going to be fine without Tom Brady and, you know, all the free agent situation they had going on and what it was going to be like, okay, now now that's going to be, that's going to be a tough game, you know? So that's why I feel that way. Well, I guess I can't blame you on that front, but um, I don't know. I'm excited to watch the goat play another game and and watch the seasonal roll around and I won't watch any of the Bucks games. Oh boy. Um, all right, well, in uh, quarterback free agency news, um, we'll just kind of roll through here um, and we'll talk about the ones that are I, we think are most interesting. Hopefully, Scotty, you have some thoughts on some of these. I won't go through the ones that don't matter, all the backup, the obvious backup signings. Yeah. Um, although I will, I will mention Colt, Masoy, Colt McCoy is still kicking it, buddy. Resign with the with the Cardinals for two years. Love that, love that, love that guy. Trubisky, wow. tr- tr- Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky signs uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, former Tar Heel, uh, two years, four, no, a little over fourteen million. Um, that's really the the biggest one. Teddy Bridgewater also signed, but he's going to be a backup too. So tons of backup signings. Mm-hmm. Um, even Joe Flacco is still kicking around, but Trubisky. So. I have had a lot of fun making fun of my Steelers friends for having Mitch the bitch uh, at the helm. And, uh, you know, in, in, in listening to some other things, and I can't take credit for any of this because obviously as I say it, you will be like, that. Kevin couldn't have known that on his own. Um, I, I've heard that there's such a huge discrepancy between um, what scouts grade Trubisky as and what like the film says about Trubisky, so it's like he has all of the all of the traits and all the qualities that would make a good NFL quarterback. And then he just doesn't do well, and he in his in his his play is bad, his, his film's bad. Um, I think that this maneuver for the Steelers makes sense if they are planning on still drafting a quarterback in the first round and letting him sit because I think everybody, a lot of people would agree that. There isn't one obvious quarterback this year that is ready to play now. So even if it's just sitting for a year under Trubisky, like learning an NFL offense, you know, learning the team, blah, 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 that would be beneficial for any of these guys, whether it's um, uh, was it Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or um, Carroll McCorral, Carroll, Coral, mm-hmm. not old Miss quarterback. I actually think he's getting yeah. pretty good. Um, but – Trubisky's also just bad. So so it's like, okay, he's a little bit better than Mason Rudolph. And there's also a chance that Trubisky will play better than Big Ben was playing. But either way, it's it's obviously not their quarterback of the future, and it's fun to make fun of them for the moment. <laughs> so is that, is that how you feel? Yeah. Yeah, out of all the potential quarterbacks that they could have gotten that were kind of out there either through trade or whatever, I am most happy – that they landed on Mitch Trubisky because while like, I agree, I mean, yeah, you know, scouts say whatever. A lot of people in Buffalo said that he was, you know, they were super impressed by him in Buffalo as the backup. And maybe he learned some stuff from Josh Allen and whoever the QB coach is there, but I just can't see that being successful. He's, he's a bandaid. And honestly, if I was, if I was the Steelers looking for a really short term solution to maybe like, you know, just have someone there to, you know, be competitive while you're looking for your guy. Could They could have done worse, for yeah. sure. But I, as a, you know, division rival, you know, fan, I am not – I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, I think it would be – I mean, if he was if he was ever going to be good, if they were ever – if he was ever going to lead a team deep into the playoffs, 
he probably would have been around the you know the Bears longer or wherever else he's been since then because he just doesn't you know he's he's not one of those guys. I don't know the the, co- the coaching in in Chicago was suspect to say the least. So I don't know. I mean, being with the Bills and Josh Allen and Dayball. I don't know. Maybe he picked up some things, but I don't think the Steelers are thinking of him as a. I think they're thinking of him as like, well, we made the playoffs last year with Ben, so if we play that well everywhere else again, then the worst we could do is competing for the wild card spot. And in in an off off year for the Steelers, that's pretty good. Which actually now makes me even more. <laughs> just I'm right back into the cycle of just being pissed at the Steelers and hating them so much because. Everything seems to work out. It will work out for them. They will have an oh, yeah. off year. And for them, because you know everybody will tell you, an off year is them winning you know, eight, nine games and then still having a chance for the, an outside shot for the playoffs. Whereas for most other teams, it's a dumpster fire. So whatever. That'll happen again. Um, remaining quarterbacks yet to be signed that are free agents. There's not really anybody that is like an obvious starter. Um, aside from Watson, and we'll get into later. We have Jameis Winston, Mariota's out there, Andy Dalton's still there, uh, Fitzpatrick, Brissett, Geno Smith, McCarron. So you, you kind of get a sense of Cam Newton's still technically out there. I don't know if that'll happen. That I, I could see Cam Newton getting signed by someone if it's like if someone gets injured during the during during the uh, the summer. What? What are you shaking your head for? You're throwing me off by shaking your head. It's it's completely it's completely possible. Uh, outcome that that a starting quarterback gets injured during spring or summer summer camp. What the fuck do they call that? Sorry, excuse the language. What do they call that? Summertime preseason preseason. Let's just call it training camp. Training camp. Couldn't think of the word training. Anyway, training camp. And they say and they they like, hey Cam, will you come play? Will you come join, play for us for six games while our guys getting healthy? I could see that happening. Maybe not six games. Might need to be longer. But uh, I I. I'm gonna go out on a limb, a hot take, and I don't think that we're gonna see Cam Newton on an NFL football. You did this before, though. You did this before, and then we saw him, and you were wrong. I was pretty right. You were wrong. Pretty right. There was there was there was a ridiculous gamble that the that Matt Rule made and the Panthers did to bring him back. It ended miserably. He got benched, and that's it. That's he's gonna be done, and he's not gonna play football anymore. Maybe a team will sign him. Maybe he'll maybe he'll sit on the sidelines, but he's not going to step foot on the actual field in a game ever again. Okay, he's done. Okay, thank you, Scotty. Uh, moving on, <laughs> running backs. Um, I think the the biggest running back signing, and there really haven't been a ton of them, is uh, James Conner. Got uh, re-signed with the, the Cardinals for three years. I'm kind of surprised by that. I know he he's had injury issues, and. I know he's a uh, he's a hard runner and everything, but he doesn't seem like a bell cow. And I don't know if they're looking at him like that. Maybe yeah. they're not. But a three year deal, twenty one. It's like seven million a year. I think that's just about average. But I don't know. That's a pretty big commitment for a guy that I kind of who I like as a player as a, as a person, but who I also consider to be not as. He's not going to like lead your rushing attack. I mean, I guess he is he's going to, but for three years, probably not. No, I I agree. I mean, he wasn't even the best player, best running back on his team last year. I mean, Chase Edmonds was better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. If I was going to invest in somebody, I'd invest in him over um, James Conner. His injury, his injury proneness is the biggest concern. And well, if you I don't know. if you remember, if, if, Chase Edmonds had injuries too, which is why James Conner was even a thing there. 
Oh, I know. He did get hurt, but like if, if both play if, if both players are healthy and you assume they would be, you know, you're I would go with Edmonds. I mean James Conner had a really good offensive line in Pittsburgh and couldn't do a thing there. Wait a I mean, minute, wait he, a minute, wait a minute. When did when when was the la- when was the last time the Steelers had a good offensive line? I don't think they've had one in the last five years. Three seasons ago or so, no, they had a good offensive. No, they've always, they've no tor- always had a bad offensive line. They haven't had a good offensive line since the last time they went to the Super Bowl ten years ago. I could be making mm-hmm. that up a little. I'm not making it up, but that's that's de- that's definitely my. The, the Steelers haven't had a good in air quotes a good objectively good offensive line in quite some time. But okay, point point taken. Like he he was just okay in Pittsburgh. I mean, they let him go. He well, obviously they drafted Najee Harris. Yeah, the Pittsburgh offense has always been set up to where running backs can be incredibly successful. Even running backs aren't that good. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was amazing in Pittsburgh, and then you know he goes to well, other teams and he's now. not good at all. Be careful now. What? Uh, what? Le'Ve- Le Bell was was a good player. I mean, that dude was a. a he was a stud. And just because he went to the Jets and didn't do well with the Jets doesn't mean he was he is bad. You know what I'm saying? He was in a he was in a good system. Every running back that the Steelers have had over the last you know fifteen years have been decent. You know, I mean, you know, Rashard Mendenhall was really good when he played for him, and you know, Bell and James Conner wasn't one, isn't one of those that he was supposed to be. You know, and Najee Harris is amazing now too you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know um speaking of chase edmonds uh and investing in chase edmonds the dolphins signed him for two years and i actually think that's a pretty good signing um they've got well speaking of the dolphins they also signed raheem mostert to a one-year deal so right now the dolphins have raheem mostert chase edmonds and miles gaskin um i think that the depth chart will probably be in that order but if you if you if you talk money then chase edmonds would probably be the guy um, that'll be interesting. The Dolphins are, are building up quite an, a, a, a fun little team. Um, they doubled down on Tua, they're, obviously. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're a good team, but I think they're still a quarterback away from being a serious threat. I don't think Tua's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, J.D. McKissick, so interesting thing. We've, this this uh, free agency period, we've, we've seen a couple times already that players have agreed to a deal with one team, but then reversed course and went with a different team. J.D. McKissick with the Commanders was first supposed to sign with the Buffalo Bills, which I think would be a great, good signing for them. They need somebody to be primarily a pass catching back out of the backfield, and Singletary and Moss aren't really that at all. Um, But uh, the, the scoop is that uh, at that at that time, the commanders hadn't given him an offer, and once they once the Bills reached out and and, and offered him that deal, uh, the commanders matched it, and McKissick didn't want to leave. Riverboat Ron's got a pull, man. He's got he's got something special. There's something in the water with Riverboat. People like him. He's, he must. Yeah. He must be because if I'm if I'm JD, why wouldn't you want to go to the, the Bills? Same, yeah, for the same exact amount of money, why wouldn't I want to go on a team where I have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl next year, at least going deep in the playoffs, whereas the commanders are gonna be they're gonna be in rough shape for a while. They're at least they're at least two seasons away and a new quarterback away from um being competitive. I mean oh, I don't know. Yeah. The NFC East the NFC East has always well recently it's been really, really bad, so anyone could win that division, but I don't see Carson Wentz and the Commanders doing that this year. We haven't even talked about Wentz. I don't even, I can't remember when that happened, but 
But yeah, Wentz is a commander now, traded from the Colts to Washington. And, um, you know, I, I think the last time we talked, maybe it wasn't about Wentz, but there's just, I got this feeling that he's, he still could be good. We did talk about Wentz, didn't we? I don't know. We talked about it. Okay, yeah. we did. I, that's, that's how, that's how, that's how bad Wentz is, is that we came, he's so forgettable that. No, no, no. It's, it's just that so many, so many things have been happening. We haven't talked about Amara Cooper. We haven't talked about that, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. Um, other running backs, not really anything. Brandon Bolden, a former Patriots with Vegas now. Who cares? And no, sorry, who cares? It sounds so dismissive, but you know what I mean. Tevin Coleman re-signed with the Jets. I don't know why he wants to stay there. Yeah, that's it. The other big uh, running backs out there are Cordero Patterson, Patterson, Leonard Fournette, who probably, if I were him, I'd re-sign with the Bucks. now that Brady's back. Sonny Michelle, Melvin Gordon. There's talks that Melvin Gordon will probably still re-sign with the, with the Broncos. Rashad Penny. Bummer. Rashad Penny is an interesting one because he has had injuries this entire time in Seattle, but um, but there's still a but I, I he kind of caught he kind of got hot a little bit towards the end of last year. Um, I don't think he'll be back in Seattle, but it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Marlon Mack. I feel like Marlon Mack's been a flirting with free agency for three seasons. And then a bunch of guys that are, you know, I mean, you probably know the names from fantasy football, but but aren't aren't game breaking players here. I mean, Carlos Hyde, Corey Clement, Duke Johnson, guys like that. So yeah, some some of these guys will probably be pretty good role players, but um, especially if we if we're talking about fantasy. But uh, we're not. <clears throat> so wide receivers. All right. So a lot has happened with wide receivers, and let's first talk about the trades that have happened. And I think the only real trade has been Amari Cooper. So Dallas traded Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth round pick. And that's it. And Amari's owed 20 million this year, I think. Um, And if you look at the going rate for some of the other wide receivers that got paid just this week, um, that's a pretty good deal. All things considered. And I think there's a lot of flexibility after this year in case it doesn't work out. But the Browns needed a number one. Uh, Amari Cooper, whether he's you know the 25th best number one wide receiver, um, doesn't matter. They they have one now. He's a clear. He fills that need. Um, they they probably still need some additional help with wide receivers. But I think it was a good trade. Um, other big things to happen in the wide receiver world. Uh, Devonte Adams is franchise tagged. He says he doesn't want to play on the tag, which I understand. Um, and now that uh, his buddy Rogers is back, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a long-term deal. Chris Godwin actually just recently, just today, re-signed with Tampa for three years. That's a big deal. Mike Williams uh, re-signed with the Chargers, giving Justin Herbert some help for three years. Godwin and Mike Williams uh, were valued exactly the same, three years for $60 million. Um, I don't know if there's any guarantee, differing guarantees or, or anything like that. I would have said Mike Williams is a much better player, just just from measurables alone. But um, Michael Gallup, so that was the, so along with Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup it was the one who got a five-year, sixty-two million dollar deal. I know they liked Michael Gallup, and I know that I think Prescott, I think Dak likes like Michael Gallup more than Amari. I don't know. I don't know if there was some drama there, but it's the Cowboys. There's always something something going on. But Michael Gallup signs a huge deal. Um, the big uh, the big ones though that I don't think a lot of people were expecting were 
Christian Kirk, the, the Jags. The, the Jags are spending like crazy. The Jags are doing this offseason what the Patriots did last offseason. So Christian Kirk, formerly of theirs and a Cardinal, sides with the Jaguars for four years, $72 million. So I think that's, a, that's a less per year than those other two guys I just mentioned, but it's, it's a, a longer, longer commitment. Um, I don't think anybody had Christian Kirk valued that high. Not that high. No way. No way. Still don't. That was a waste of money, in my opinion. Gosh. Well, I mean, the Jags are obviously doing something where they're trying to get a lot of pieces around um, uh, Pretty Boy. What's his name? Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, if, it's, it's almost like a, we need to know if Trevor is going to be tre- college Trevor Lawrence. We need to know that as soon as possible. So it doesn't matter what it takes to get it. Let's get as, as many options around him that there's no excuse. They've got... Yeah, not- yeah. I mean, after getting after getting Christian Kirk, I don't see how he could have any excuses. You know, I mean, he's just going to light it up. Well, they also signed Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay, Zay Jones for three years. He's a good good wide receiver, and they also signed, solid. I think, two tight ends. Yeah, yeah they, they signed Evan Ingram, and uh, they signed, or I think they have Dan Arnold. So they've got a lot of, and they've got uh, James Robinson out of the backfield. I don't know the. The Jags are doing what they can. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll work because why would we ever believe that anything the Jags are doing is going to work? But uh, right. But hey, I'll. Yeah, there's there's a recent signing. I don't think it was on your list. A recent receiver signing that just got announced pretty recently. Um, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Uh, he signed with the Rams, so that'll be pretty huge too. Um, well, it's it's huge for more than just one reason. It is a big contract. I think it's a three year deal. And uh, finally, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson will have a good quarterback to throw to him. I, I, I think Allen Robinson yeah. will be a sneaky pick, sneaky fantasy player as well. But that also likely means, with Robert Woods coming back, that OBJ is probably not going to re-sign with the Rams. So OBJ is going to go they don't somewhere. Need him. Oh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a pretty significant deal. I wonder where he'll end up going. I, I, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that definitely won't happen. <laughs> he definitely won't go. Know. No, I do know. He will, he will not get, he wouldn't Baker's be welcome back. There. I don't think Baker was Baker's the issue. I think it was the I think it was the the offensive style. We don't have to get into that. that's a whole can of worms. But um but yeah, so um uh one other one other signing that I think is a little under the radar, Cedric Wilson. So Cedric Wilson was a cowboy. And he was he was very deep on the depth chart. You know, you had Amari, you had Gallup, you had CD Lamb, and you had Cedric Wilson. He signed with the Dolphins for 3 years. A similar uh, contract to the one Zay Jones got with Jacksonville. Cedric Wilson is a good player, and I think a lot of football people are, are really excited about that signing. Miami might be decent. I mean, I think they might push for second in the division. I mean, they'll they'll compete with uh, the Patriots for that, but but I think Miami is going to be decent if Tua can get it together. They're- with, I mean, think about it, Scott. You, now you have Waddle, Zay Jones, or sorry, Waddle. Um, you still have, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's the dude's name? It starts with a P. Oh, he's always injured. Oh, I came from Louisville. What's his name? Parker. Devontae Parker. You got, Parker. yeah, so you got Waddle, Parker, and now you got Cedric Wilson. Um, and on these three good running backs too. So similar thing, Florida, man. See the quarterback. <laughs> you don't like Tua? You're not a Tua guy? First off, Tua stinks. He always was going to stink. Left-handed quarterbacks just aren't that good. I'm just, that is, that is 
just science, the like scientific Vic. fact that they're not lefties aren't good. And the Tebow. Miami's head Tebow, yeah. And Miami's head coach is like twenty years old and he needs to put the doobie down. And if he could do that, then maybe you know. Okay, I watched that McAfee interview. I think he's just he's just layered with so much sarcasm, and he was in a he was in a setting where he's comfortable enough to just be himself. I think he's just kind of he's just a very dry sense of humor. I don't think he's high at all, Scotty. Do you he understand? So do you understand what, if if anybody anyone found out that a head coach went on a national media outlet for an hour? An hour-long, like, set almost, and he was high off of his ass. You don't think... I mean, that would be the scandal of a century. He's just a weird dude. I, I think everybody needs to get, out, get on board with that, too. We need a little bit more... You want, you want Mike McCarthy every single time? Every coach to be a freaking Belichick, Mike McCarthy type? Give me a break, man. That was a good one to pick. This is a breath of fresh air. <laughs> this is good. Um... I, I don't I don't hate it, but you know I I do hate Tua. I think Tua is not going to be good. <laughs> they need to get rid of him, and then they'll be good though. Okay, last last notes here. DJ Shark signs with the the Detroit Lions for one year. Um, Hollywood Higgins, my boy, uh, signs with the Panthers. That's nobody's going to care about that. That's fine. Man, we're going in deep deep into all of them. No, no, no. I'm just reading. Okay, now so the the top the top guys still out there. We talked about OBJ. Technically, Antonio Brown's still available. I don't know about that. Um, Will Fuller is still around. Jamison Crowder is a free agent. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling is a, is a you know a free agent. And then um, uh, Juju Juju Smith Schuster. So yeah, I hope that guy. Nobody's... I hope that guy goes somewhere, and and he's not good. <laughs> that's, he's, that's, that's, he's, that's, he's my gonna, rage. That's all my rage could get out. He's going to do exactly what he did last year, and he's going to come back to Pittsburgh on a hometown discount because no one else in this entire league wants him. I have not heard of a single team interested. In fact, I've heard that there is zero interest in him. Like I've, I've like I've, that's been the reports that I've seen on you know Twitter from the insiders and stuff saying that no one's calling him. His camp has not gotten any calls, not getting any offers. He's, there's been zero interest in Juju, yeah. which. Two more, two more wide receivers. I forgot about Cole Beasley was released today, so he's yeah. not a free agent. And uh, the reason I mentioned him is because Jarvis Landry was released as well from from the Browns a couple of days ago. I think Jarvis filling that Beasley role would be incredible. I mean, the Bill Scott Buffalo. Think, yes, think about that, Scott. <laughs> I mean, if, if if Jarvis Landry, if you had Jarvis and Stephon Diggs, and and uh, Gabriel Davis. That's a, that's a really good team. That's that is a Super team. Bowl team. They were a Super Bowl team last year. They don't even need it. Oh, they don't need it. Disgusting, man. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully he goes to like the Jaguars or something. Oh, if no. I if I were Jarvis, I would go to the two teams that he's he's earmarked for right now, which is the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, that would be just as just as scary. Now, I think Tyree yeah. Kill fills a lot of that speedster role but he's not he's not like he's not really a slot receiver right he's a he's an extend the field type guy kelsey everything the everything throw underneath is kelsey so right i don't know maybe it's not that good of a fit but in buffalo that would be so scary 
Mm-hmm. Okay, tight ends. I don't know, Scotty. Maybe you have an opinion on this. Uh, Gasecki, he's resigns with Miami. Cool. D- Dalton Schultz. Oh, sorry, franchise tag. Schultz franchise tag. And Joku franchise tag. Zach Ertz gets a three-year deal from Arizona. I have no idea why. Uh, Will Disley resigns with Seattle for three years. Talked about Evan Ingram, Uzama with the Jets, Moali Cox with the Colts resigned. OJ Howard signed with the Buffalo Bills for one year. O.J. Howard was like a first-round tight end, which we don't see a whole lot. Um, never really caught mm-hmm. on in Tampa. Athletic freak out of Alabama, but but still TBD on his on his pro career. That could be interesting. I like Dawson Knox. I don't know what's wrong with Dawson Knox, though. Yeah, I don't know either. Great question. Any any thoughts on any of the uh, Hayden Hurst, Scotty, the Bengal signed yeah, Hayden Hurst. Got a Bengal. Okay, I'd rather have had Uzama, but uh, not for that money. I'm glad that they didn't give him that much money. I don't think it's worth that. But I, I could see the Bengals drafting a tight end, too. So. Yeah, nobody cares yeah. about tight ends. I don't know. Tight ends yeah, are kind of like a dying breed, unless you, unless you have the – well, okay, one other note, Austin Hooper was released by the Browns, so that's, that's significant. Um, freeing up cap that's space. Who I liked, that's who I would have liked the Bengals to potentially submit if they were serious about a – then Austin Hooper would have been good. Um, you know, Austin Hooper, a Gronk, I think Gronk will sign with the Bucks again. Let's be real. He even yeah. he even said like, "Oh, you never know." Uh, you know, Austin Hooper, and I only know this, but I only feel this way because I watched him for two seasons or three seasons, whatever it's been. He is the prototypical tight end in like 1994. He's like everything you want out of a tight end in like the 90s. Ever I mean, he's just he's he's a good blocker. He's a a big dude. He's sure-handed, but he's not he's not really an after the catch guy. He's not really a route runner, but but he's he's really athletic. Okay, tight ends are boring. Offensive line. Is, let's go. Let's go to whatever this, we can. We're gonna line. we're gonna breeze through this. Um, okay. All right. Um, I know that offensive line you matter you matter it matters a lot to you, Scotty, because your team's kind of retooling your offensive line. Um, That's true. But I think the biggest takeaway here is that there there are only a, there are a handful of guys that haven't gone anywhere yet, and I don't know why this is. It kind of seems like offensive line seems like the position that waits the longest in free agency. Or like things just don't develop as quickly. I don't know why that is. Whether they're waiting to see where teams play out, or teams are like focusing on other things. I don't know. But um, Teron Armstead from the Saints is a free agent. Um, Dwayne Brown, Eric Fisher, Trent Brown, who I love. He's he's a giant. Riley Reef is a name that most people would know. Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I'm surprised Jason Peters' name is on this list. Um, Nate Solder is is a free agent still. Um, a couple of signings here and there, but but um, nothing too noteworthy. Um, center. I only know this because the Browns. Well, okay. The 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 president of the NFLPA, J.C. Treader, uh, was released by the Browns. The Browns are just doing. We'll get into the Browns, but they're they're releasing all the freaking leadership guys. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, nah, don't spiral, Kevin. Don't spiral. That's another guy I would love the Bengals sign. You, you, you would love. You should love. They should absolutely try for it. They need to do it. Shredder, and then the Cowboys just released Lyle Collins, and Lyle, yeah. I would I I would like him to if they sign Shredder and Collins, the the line has gone from being just absolute garbage to being a really good line that 
I think we'll help if, protect. Scotty, if you were if you were in the middle of the pack in terms of offensive line play, the the, the, the it would be uh, the Bengals wouldn't even. It, it would be very little question that they'd be division front runners. So, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Guards. Hey, I'll, take, I'll take it. <laughs> Guards of people who would know their names. Brandon Scherf signed with Jacksonville. That was a big deal. Um, and that's it. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything on any guards, Scotty? Well, yeah, we got our guards. Um, yeah, but Kappa your guards and... weren't, they're not like, they weren't like the top end guards. It wouldn't be something that I would, like if I was just a casual fan or if another team had signed those two guys, I wouldn't think anything of it, but for what it means to the Bengals, it was a big deal. Interior defensive line, we could, we could probably not do all this. B.J. Hill, that's a big deal, Scotty, B.J. Hill. That was huge. That's a big I, it's deal. a bummer that we couldn't get Ogunjobi. It's a we couldn't get Ogunjobi, but, mm. but I'm glad that we re-signed B.J. Hill. He was yeah. even a monster for us in the playoffs. Yeah, B.J. Hill, he's decent. Um, Ogunjobi, I really like. He's a free agent. Um, and Dominican Sue is still a free agent. He's out there. Sheldon Richardson is still a free agent. Um, da, da, da. Like this segment is called Reading the Internet. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, oh, Ogunjobi signed with the Bears. Good for him. Um, yeah. Edge rushers. Okay. So Chandler Jones signed with the, the Raiders. That's a big deal. Clowney is still a, still a free agent. Randy Gregory, which was the hilarious one where he had a deal basically signed with the Cowboys, but because of one little, you know, nuanced language, he, he changed course. I think it was a big deal though. It's a big deal for him because he's been suspended so many times for substance abuse policy. (laughs) So so if he gets suspended, his, if he gets suspended, his contract would be voided. So the other, the other contract didn't have that. Exactly. Makes sense. Yep. Um, (laughs) uh, The biggest one though, Von Miller, I mean, gosh, can you, that dude, Secured the bag, signed with the Buffalo Bills for six years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Insanity, man. And good for him, dude. He leaves the Broncos somewhere he liked, goes to the the Rams midseason, wins a Super Bowl, and then gets makes bank. That's like how you do it, right? I mean, that's he's going to be makes, the face of makes the bank. Yeah, he's going to be the face of the Bills makes defense for six years. Yeah, and he might win yeah, another one. And, uh, he could win another one, exactly. So it, that was good. Good on him. Good on him. All right. Um, linebackers. Anybody linebackers that you want to talk about? There's a lot of linebackers that haven't been signed. Yeah. Bobby Wagner is like the, the biggest one that hasn't been signed yet. He's I think he's the most coveted. Yeah. And Alexander Johnson, which is such a bland name, but he's a really good player. Um, yeah. Okay. Corners. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of corners that were signed. J.C. Jackson with the to the Chargers. Oh wait, oh, sorry. Go back to the going back to the linebackers. It's not on my list because I'm not looking at trades here. Khalil Mack gets traded. Yeah. From the Bears to the Chargers. And Scotty, you're rolling the, your the eyes AFC. because because the AFC just got so much harder. But the, the AFC is stacked. It makes so much sense, Scotty. You have especially within the AFC West because you have. All of these amazing quarterbacks, all all four. Man, I don't know about Derek Carr, whatever. But there, you have so many good quarterbacks that all of these teams are also investing in the best edge rushers in the entire league. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm so happy for Khalil Mack. I loved him coming out of college, and I was shocked when they traded they traded him out of out of Oakland at the time. 
Um, so I, I, I'm, I, I like I, I got a special place in my heart for the Chargers over the last couple of seasons. So, um, so good for him. Uh, corners, I don't know, Scotty uh, Corner. Uh, Jackson, the Jackson signing was a big deal. That's about it. JC Jackson was a big. Stephon Gilmer still available. Um, why the hell is Casey Hayward? Why is anybody signing with the Falcons right now? I guess someone's got to play on that team. I have no idea. Yeah. The Falcons, I mean, to correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty, if you look at a list of all of the teams in the NFL, the Falcons have to be the team that's like you'd least want to be a fan for. Yeah. Agreed. I'd rather be a Jets fan based on the, the rosters right now as they are than be a Falcons fan. The Jags would be still tough, though. It'd be but hard you, to but you got Lawrence. You got some excitement. I don't know. You at least have a good weather. Okay. Okay. Fine. I concede. But I'm, I'm with you. Atlanta's not great. Well, there are I some. Think Deshaun Watson is a different story. That's true. There are some safeties. Terrell Matthew is still out there. Um, Jordan Whitehead's a Jet. Marcus Williams, a Raven. I hate the Ravens. Always have such a good, a good secondary. It's going to be so hard. Anyway, so that's that's the tall and short of it, man. Um, I know we kind of skipped through defense, but it's so hard to it's like the common the common person, even you and me. I mean, we're we're avid football fans. It's hard. I mean, I know Kyle Van Noy, right? I know uh, you know Jamie Collins. I know the I know the names, but I can't really speak edgy. And it's partially, I think it's fantasy football to blame. There should be a there should be a league where you have individual. I know you can like there's some individual defensive players on some fantasy rosters, but it's like one player. It's like taught, like you have one one guy that's like you get sacks and interceptions. But I wish I knew. I wish I had a th- more thorough understanding of like defensive play. Not defensive play, but the defensive players who's actually good. Like if I if I you know put Derek Barnett, if I told you that name, do you even know what position that guy plays? Linebacker. Sure, might as well. He doesn't, but he might as well, right? Okay. Um. Let's. I'm just checking my list here. Uh. Ba ba No. Okay. It's time. It's time. This, this is this it's is time. the thing we should just we should just finish on because. I actually I should need another right, beer. Can I can I get it? Can I get it? Can I have it? Can I take a break and go grab another drink? You go grab grab another drink and I can set it up if if you want. Well, I don't know. I I don't want, I don't want to miss out on what you're saying. I don't want you to mislead the people. All right. All right. Okay, go go for it, man. All right. So I'm gonna crack this. I might cut this audio, but I don't know, Scotty. If you enjoy it, maybe I'll just keep it. We can listen to it on a loop. Yeah, why not? Well, you just missed it. Oh, it didn't, didn't oh maybe it's one of those things where like the audio doesn't pick it up because it's our yeah. technology is too good. Too good. All right, Kev. Well, here's the deal. Setting it up for everybody. The uh, Cleveland Browns had proposed a trade offer to the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. We don't know what that offer was, but we know that it was an offer that the Texans would have accepted if Deshaun ultimately chose to go there because Sean Watson has a no trade clause and he basically has his choice of which teams that are interested that he wants to play for. So the saints, the Panthers, the Browns and the Falcons were all, they're all teams in the running and uh, a little bit shocking for the Browns to be that heavily involved in Deshaun Watson because they have Baker Mayfield 
who is still on contract for one more year. They haven't been able to extend him. There's some uncertainty on whether or not they even would extend him or, or want to. And uh, because of this move, uh, Baker tweeted out, you know, what seemed like a goodbye tweet to the city of Cleveland, thanking him for everything. It wasn't explicit, but that's pretty much what it was. And so it seemed like, oh, my gosh, Baker Mayfield's future in Cleveland is, you know, it's not going to be there. And then what, today, Deshaun Watson's camp or whoever notified the Browns that they're out. They're out of the running. So now the Browns are in a really terrible situation, in my opinion, where they – have spurned their quarterback. Baker Mayfield has requested a trade now to not play for the team anymore and to get trade somewhere else. The Browns have said, no, they're not going to grant him that request. And so what is going to happen, Kevin? What are your thoughts? How do you feel about this Baker Mayfield situation? And maybe the Deshaun Washington stuff too. Well, um, first of all, the tweet that was sent out, you said seemingly a goodbye uh, he actually said explicitly in that tweet that there's just no va- there's no veiled meaning. I'm just thanking thanking Cleveland for the time spent here. He said that there's no hidden meaning, hidden. Me- so I don't know why you would insert your seemingly view of a goodbye into there, like so many other people have. You don't listen. There's times where a, a player might tweet out thanking the fans and stuff. You know, just ge- just generically, not in you know, not. You know, not regardless of anything else going on. Like, hey, you know, I just really appreciate the fans today. That's yeah, maybe happened. sometimes athletes do that. They exactly. Don't do that. Yeah, they don't do that. Exactly right. And and doing it with all of the rumors and all the you know the, the meeting with another quarterback. Hold you know, on, like that's, hold on. Pause, pause, Scotty. How that's you not, not true. That? Well, no, so, listen. You you can read into it. It's your right to be able to read into it. But this situation is also pretty uncommon. So, so him in the situation watching the Browns court another quarterback. In that situation, he's probably and it, it, it was reported that he has known the, the team let him know that that they would be exploring options for elite level quarterbacks. Um, he let they let Baker know that uh, during the combine. So it's been two weeks, whatever it has been. So during that two week period. Baker's probably been feeling a lot of emotions and he's probably been thinking a lot of things and he probably is reflecting a lot on his time in Cleveland. So because that is, it's a pretty, pretty uncommon situation to be in and someone whose personality is like Baker, who is not really shy about keeping things in or he's, he's a, you know, whatever. Um, it's not surprising that he would send out a message and I, I'm going to take him at, at for his word that it's literally just to say, thank you. It's not necessarily a goodbye um, because he's still on the team. He's still under contract. Like he's not leaving. And you know, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that, that, that bit. How do I feel? I feel horrible. This fucking sucks. I feel bad, flatly bad. I don't like this. This is bad. All of it's bad. I had like, 30 minutes of relief this morning when they were, they were announced that the uh, Browns are no longer in the runnings for in the runnings, whatever Deshaun's not choosing the Browns is basically how that should be put out there. I feel good about that because um, I don't want to root for Deshaun Watson. He'd make the team better. He, you know, I think it's, it's not unfair to say that he is a better quarterback 
um, at least from what he's shown, he's what he's what he's done compared to Baker, and especially how Baker played last year is horrible. Um, so I felt really good. I don't want I don't want to root for Deshaun Watson, but then immediately it's like the trade request, and they said no, and now it's just going to be a whole saga. I feel a lot of things. So, so this is all. This is all have been happening since Monday. It's Thursday. So I wanted to do record earlier. I'm kind of glad we didn't on Monday because I would have been in full meltdown mode. My hair wouldn't look nearly as nice as it does today. Um, so a lot has happened since. So I've been thinking about this too much. So I would love it if you if we could just like simplify this a little bit because otherwise I'm just going to go off on tangents. I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. I've got all these like concocted theories in my mind that are being disproven and reinforced. And the, 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 the short story is, the bulleted version is, I'm relieved that I won't have to root for a likely sex offender. Um, and I feel really bad that we're probably starting fresh with our, our quarterback situation. I was, I was messaging someone today, a coworker on Slack, and they were like, like yep, I guess we're gonna have to add another name to the to that jersey, that quarterback st- starter jersey. And I hadn't thought that far ahead, and I'm feeling really bad. I'm feeling really, really fucking bad. This sucks. Yeah. And 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 but but you know if you want to ask me some specific questions about what do I think about this, what do I think about that, should they have, should they not have. I'm happy to go into that, but I'm, uh, maybe I'll let you bounce some questions off of me because otherwise I'm just gonna I'm just gonna word vomit all over your face, all yeah. over your beautiful green no, shirt. Nope. nope, nobody wants to hear you talk. Be so happy to ask. <laughs> okay. I want to know. Okay, the Browns are not going to trade him. So how on earth <clears throat> is this gonna work this season? If this if this still stands firm, and the Browns say, nope, we wanted to give you a sh- we wanted to give this concept a shot with somebody else but now we want to stick with you this year after everything has transpired how does that work how does baker go out and play for this team how how, how does this how does this work so so they are and i I mean i'm not reporting any of this obviously i know i know that i am a very well connected nfl insider but this these comments are purely from the fan perspective I, i have information but I'm not going to share it. This is just me, right? You know, check out my other podcast for the goods on that. I think that the Browns as an organization are, they are denying quote air quote, denying the trade request because they need to save face with the fans. You have a guy that, that, turned around and he had help. I mean, Jarvis was a huge locker room guy. Miles Garrett's a, yeah, I mean, a captain on the team. Like he's not, the Baker's not like the only guy, but he is the face. He has been the face of the franchise for four years. He's a number one overall pick. So you have a number one overall pick quarterback who, who takes a dog shit team and in a matter of two seasons, he please played under four different head coaches in that time. And he goes and wins the first playoff game in, in 30 years, however many, however many years. So you have – and also I also want to state, I don't blame the Browns. A lot of people are saying – a lot of my Steelers friends are like, the Browns are idiots. What, what are they even doing? They just pissed off their quarterback. Like, you can't blame 
the Browns at all for trying to upgrade at a position. Deshaun Watson is a better football quarterback than Baker Mayfield right now. Okay? I think you would agree with that. Of course you would. I know you would. Absolutely would. You're a Baker hater. You can't blame him for that. And they let Baker know that they were planning on doing this. So it's like everything's been on the up and up. For the, from what we know, from what's been reported so far, everything's been on the up and up. Um, and the business of sports, like the, it's the coach's job, it's the GM's job, the president's job, it's, the, it's their job to win football games. So they, they have to look out <clears> for the best, you know, whatever. But it's pissed the fans off because they, they, have, they have spent four years, in my, in my situation, convincing myself to like Baker and I now I now have and do, and you have a you have a guy that's bought in to the team, and and I, you, this is all subjective, but it's his personality also seems to fit the Browns. It's like a rough, edgy, like you're playing with a chip on your shoulder type shit. Like we we were the underdog, we kind of suck, but we're here to like still you know, kicking the mouth, whatever. He fits that mold personality wise too. So in, in the court of public opinion, you you go out and you 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 put in and you you submit basically a trade offer to get Deshaun Watson, who has tons of ugly, ugly, ugly baggage, which is not a good look for anybody, even the Saints. I don't know how. I mean, I'm not on like I'm not dialed into like Saints Twitter. I don't know what's going on with how with Saints fans if they're happy or same with Carolina too. I don't know if anybody's happy about that. They might be reacting to it very similarly. But Browns fans didn't want Deshaun Watson. They don't want him. Um, for that reason and for other reasons too, they like Baker. Um, it, the only way that the Browns can save face and with the fans and, and make it seem like they're not just total clowns, they have to deny this trade offer from Baker. They have to make it seem like they're they're willing to work it out. They're they're willing to at least, if nothing else, have like a man to man, like a heart to heart with Baker and like sit, sit down conversation. Try to figure something out. They, so they can say, we did everything we could to keep Baker. Yeah, we went out and looked at other options, but, you know, other teams do that too. You, know, you don't hear other quarterbacks out there. Like Matt Ryan's not bitching about this and that. You know, so anyway, that's actually a different difference. I told you that I can't just keep talking forever, Scotty, but I'm going to finish this point if I, I can, if I can get, grab it again. Um. They're, they have to save face with the fans, so they they have to, to to deny the trade request to make to make it look like Baker is forcing his way out. Baker doesn't want to be here anymore, so we have no choice but to to let him go to greener pastures, and we we have a plan for the future. What I so how do you feel about that statement? I, I got to stop because I've just been going too long. Yeah. Do you think so? So do you think that? Do you think Baker's out, or do you think Baker plays for the Browns this year? Well, what do right you think now? about anything I just right said now. right now? Well, what I have to say about what you is a quite is a follow up question. Okay, it's a, yeah, because I'll, I'll have something to say based on your answer here. I think that they will end up trading him. Um, okay, I don't. I don't think Baker will play the Browns. I what I want. I want. I want the the Browns to release a statement saying like we all we did was ask for the interview, not unlike we do with the the, the quarterback at the combine, not unlike we do for any other thing, any other biz type, business type decision like that. We we full we are fully behind Baker. We're excited to have him back for the next year, and then for Baker to come out and say, 
feeling a lot of emotions, a long conversation. Like, uh, like I'm excited to be back at least for this next season. Like, let's go win some games. Let's make the most of whatever. And I want Baker to play well, and I want them to. That's what I want to happen. What I think will actually oh, yeah. happen. What I think will actually happen is that that this will not get resolved. The, the Browns will try to. I don't even think make amends. They don't need to make amends. He's under contract. He has to play his contract. I think they'll try to convince him to buy in for at least one more season and say like, "Hey, if you play well, then then you know, all, op- all options are on the table." I think they'll they'll try to do that, and Baker will still say, "No, it's done." I don't think that he should. I think Baker should just. I mean, think about his. Think about Baker's options. He's he what is is a better option for Baker Mayfield really to go to a completely different team, get traded to a completely different team with one year left on his rookie deal. So he's basically playing a a one year prove it deal with a brand new team, brand new coach, brand new scheme, brand new players. Like that might not necessarily be his only option though. I mean, if 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 if, if in this if, if if in this trade request, maybe he him and his team can go you know, seek a trade, you know, seek, seek out teams and see if they can make a trade. If a part of the deal is maybe he gets like a three-year deal out of a team, like, you know, it wouldn't be like the commanders, but like say they didn't make the, the say they didn't make the wins trade. It's like, I could see a scenario where there's a quarterback needy team out there. That's like, Hey, you know, maybe we'll, 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 we'll take a chance with the three-year deal at Baker Mayfield. They'll extend them with the trade. That could be a potential option, but it looks like he won't even be allowed to explore that now as long as the Browns won't uh, grant grant the trade request. So that that would be the only move that makes sense for Baker. It would be a move like that. Otherwise, your best, I think, staying with the Browns, trying to win a playoff game or make it to the playoffs, and who knows, maybe they'll resign you, or maybe you can go still get a deal next year somewhere else. But that would be what I would – that would be the, the, two, the two things that we would consider if I was him. Now, to your comment about the intentions of the Browns not – not granting the trade request. If their ultimate goal is to get him out, then yeah, I would say they're doing this to save face with the fans. I don't think so. I think that they really, they were planning on going with Baker this year. They had a chance to maybe see if they could upgrade and they don't want to do like, I mean, okay, they're going to trade Baker Mayfield now. Then what, what are they going to do now? Then you're going to be, you know, without a quarterback at all. There's not a lot of good options out there right now to sign free agency. So you have to then look for another trade for a quarterback. And who's going to be willing to trade it for a quarterback that you are, you know, going to feel that good about going into a season where the expectations are to contend for the playoffs. You know what I mean? So the Browns are, by not managing this relationship with Baker properly, the Browns really screwed up here. They, 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 they needed to be in a situation where Baker was going to be okay with them exploring this op- opportunity with Deshaun. And if they weren't, what, what sorry, they sorry, sorry, sorry. What more could they have done? They let him know that they were going to explore these options. They let the, let two weeks ago. I mean, were they supposed to like clearly, bring him in, clearly. give him like a, a nice Italian dinner and like swoon him with a bottle of wine and put on some music and say, listen, Baker, we got to talk, buddy. Clearly they knew they had to have known if they were if they were good relationship builders that he wasn't going to like this. I mean, this isn't a sh- like he wasn't going to like the fact that they were exploring Deshaun. They had to have known when they had that conversation when they gave him the heads right. up that 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 you know 
he wasn't gonna this this is gonna be a severe like relationship destroying type of a consideration and they went ahead with it anyway well Scotty, one of my one of my thoughts was was that they well if, if you're if you're under the assumption that they want out of the baker business and they 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 want they want to not piss off the fan base or something like that, which <laughs> I don't think that's the case because he wouldn't have gone after Sean Watson anyway. But this could be all part of the plan. Like you, you <laughs> do this knowing that he's going to react that way, so that you have an out. But but but, but people calling the Browns dumb and, and like you just you just said they're they, they're they're stupid for ruining the relationship or not managing their relationship properly. They would only be stupid if they if they wanted if they wanted him for the season, then they were dumb. If they want to get rid of him, if they're like if they're actually like just trying to get him out, then yeah, we can go behind the scenes and trying to you know manipulate the storyline so it makes like Baker's the one who's quitting on the team and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's all good. But if they actually wanted to, if they were, if they really wanted him this season, just to see how it goes and maybe extend him if he's good, then they really screwed up. I don't know, Scotty. It could very. I mean, I mean, I know that that Baker's an emotional guy and he he. This might he the the bridge might be burned on his side of the, side of things, and yes, I'm sure the Browns thought had to know that was a possibility, but it's also possible that that they are just they explored the Watson thing, and after that's not happening, you still there? Okay, and after that's not happening, yeah. um, they're looking around at their best options for the next two to three years, and. Baker for the next two to three years is still an option and they extend him. I mean, that's still, a, I know it's unconventional and, and we're the things we hear as fans, like all of these stories, like we can, we, we put these things in play. I mean, it's a very, very bad look for Baker to be posting things about like, again, seemingly saying goodbye to, to Cleveland and stuff. I know that's unprecedented territory here, but a month ago we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be a Bronco and we didn't think that there was any way that he wasn't going to be a Bronco. And now he's signed up for two more years at the Packers, and he's everything's all hunky dory. Like these things can get worked out. So it's like it's the the the, the options are still. It's, I think it's still very much a fluid situation, especially that they're not willing to trade him outright right now. So I mean, okay, he's upset. Well, we're not going to trade you, Baker. What are you going to do? You're going to, sit, you're going to not play because that hurts you just as much. You need to have a good season because when you are a free agent and your and your time to to get a big contract is up, you need to not have 2021 as your last good season. You know what I'm saying? So like he's he's he has very little act, little like negotiating power here. So I think the Browns know exactly what they're doing. You got to believe that they have a plan. And just, just as likely, Scott, no, listen, to, 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 to court Watson, to know they're going to piss off Baker, to know that there's a real chance that they won't get Watson, I can't understand why they're making these moves, but I also can't understand the team not, especially people like Stefanski's a coach, I like Stefanski, but Andrew Barry is a very highly regarded GM. He's made a lot of good personnel moves. It would be very, very hard to believe that they didn't have, they didn't know all those things were possible and to not have a plan at all moving forward. I mean, it just doesn't seem likely at all. So I'm, it's like a, it's like a, maybe it's a trust the process moment. One thing I will say, and I know we're kind of dragging this on. If you have any more questions to ask me, definitely. But one thing I will say about this whole situation is it's been a very, very good reminder to me. I won't say that I needed one, but I'm grateful for it anyway. That you root for the, your team, 
you don't root for players. I mean, you can like a player. Like I, I like we just talked about James Conner. I like Con- he went to Pitt. Like I'm always going to support a Pitt guy. But you root for your team. And if Baker, I've, I've I've been invested in Baker. I want Baker to work out. If it doesn't, then he goes off somewhere else. I can still root for him. I can still want him to do do well with the Texans because I actually think that would be a it's his, it's his home state, whatever. But it's all about the Browns. Like you just got to trust process. It's so exhausting being a Browns fan, Scotty. That's oh. what I, I, you know, I trust the process. It was Bill Belichick and the Patriots or something like that. But tr- trusting the process with the Browns is a scary prospect because they have not always proven their, um, uh, you know, their savviness when it comes to this. So, um, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. But, um, by the time we talk again, everything will probably be different. Probably. Oh, this fucking sucks. Probably. I don't even know. I don't even know what I want to happen here. I mean, I, 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 I did just tell you what I wanted to happen, but let's say that they do trade Watson. Let's, let's sorry. Let's say they let's say they trade Baker to Seattle, get him out of the division or out of the conference. They trade him to Seattle for whatever, a, 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 a two second round picks. I don't care. Watson goes to Atlanta. What do I want? Matt Ryan for a season? Take on that horrible contract? I mean, I don't know. Could the Browns compete for the division with Matt Ryan at quarterback? Is Matt Ryan better than Baker Mayfield right now? Yeah, I think he is. Former MVP. I don't want Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G's a stopgap. That's I mean, he, I know he went to the Super Bowl and everything, but but Jimmy G is not. Ah, I could see that happening. Oh, gosh. I wanted Jimmy G in 2017 when the Patriots wouldn't trade him to us. That's when I wanted Jimmy G. I don't want him now. I wanted Jimmy G when we were rolling out Cody Kessler. And this is a mess, Scotty. This is a mess. I'm fried. It's this a week mess. has been exhausting. It's a, it's a bad time to be a Browns fan. There's never really a good time. Well, that's not true. Two years. We, we just, we're literally 14 months away from a playoff win. So, I mean, uh, you know. And look uh, where you're at now. It just, it, just feels no like, it just feels like we take a step forward, take two steps back every single time. It sucks. Here's, the, here's, the, here's what I really want. All I really want, Scotty, you got you to gotta believe me here. All I really want is front office continuity. That's all I want. If, if Baker has to go, if they need to change all, I mean, they got rid of so many leaders. I mean, they got rid of Jarvis, the center. They're probably going to get rid of Baker. That's like, that's like a, very, it's a very significant piece of like your team, like your locker room makeup. But what I haven't had, the, the other thing I haven't had, along with like good, consistent quarterback play, is good, consistent front office. Like a, a GM to stick around, a coach to be there for more than two years. Like Stefanski entering his third year is like a, it's like borderline unprecedented for the last two decades. It's like, I'm going to count my blessings where I can, but as long as those guys stay employed, you know, you can't have sustained success if, you, if your coaches and, and your decision makers are turning over all the time. That's just, that's just absolutely true. So, yeah. What a freaking mess. Josh Allen. Could have drafted Josh Allen. Could have drafted Josh Allen. I got to go, Scotty. This is too much for me. Do you have anything else you want to talk to me about? 
No, I think I'm good. WrestleMania is coming up. We'll do that next week. Yeah, next week. Big well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the storylines. Talk Two about. All right, man. Well, you take it easy. Enjoy your St. Patty's. Oh, actually, oh, a little fun fact for the for the audience. You might have known this, Scotty. So there's a lot of there's been some confusion over over St. Patty's Day versus St. Patty's Day. Do you know which one's correct? Is it a spelling difference? There's P A D D Y and P A T T Y. Uh, logic would tell me that it should be P A T T Y, but I think that this might be one of those situations where it's not logical, and so it's probably P A D D Y. Well, it is P A D D Y, and it is logical because back in the day, uh, the name wasn't Patrick; it was Padrick. So it was a D. That's the old, old, old Irish, old Irish name was Patrick. So, Gaelic. That's right. That's exactly right. So Paddy's Day is correct. Although I don't think anybody's gonna get upset with you. No, that's true. Well, that's a good fun fact. Appreciate that. Well, cheers, buddy. Here's another. Here's to another Browns off season, and I can't. And I'll be looking forward to another quarterback in the draft. Thirteenth pick, baby. Oh my draft gosh. Kenny Pickett. Woo. <laughs> oh, fuck. This sucks, man. This fucking sucks. Ah! Sorry. All right. So if you've listened this far, you must, for some reason, like what you've heard. So um, given that, please remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at ObsessionCast for all future episode updates. And whatever else we might post, sports related or otherwise. Thanks for watching.